0: Every duration needs a revolution, Jimmy. The American dream is just that, just a dream. War is a continuation of politics, only by other means. Politics is a continuation of economics, by other means. This is our bank. This is our war. And this is our plan of attack. Banks have become an essential threat to our democracy. So consider this
1: justice.
2: Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener supported radio station on the internet. Please help support this station so this battle can continue forward. Revolution Revolution Radio!
3: Welcome to Sacred Matrix, a divine paradigm of love and universal consciousness, with your hosts, Janet Kira Lesson and Dr. Sasha Lesson.
4: Together, we transform the world.
3: And now, here are your hosts, Janet Kira and Dr. Sasha Lesson.
4: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sacred Matrix of Revolution Radio at freedomsit.com. And I'm your host, Janet Kerr Lesson, with my host, Dr. Sasha Alex Lesson. And our producer is Thomas Becker, also known as a mad painter. And today, our special guest is Honobi Stronggear. And Hanovi is a new thought leader, ambassador for ET contact, artist and writer. She helps people get clear in, on their soul blueprint and purpose for being here at this transformational point in history, supporting shifts into multi- yeah, multi-dimensional awareness, extraterrestrial projects, and helping to raise the consciousness of the planet. As a light language channel, Hanovi's transmissions are assisting at the bridge for people to move into heart awareness. As a star-seed and sound healer, Hanobi is working one-to-one and with groups to ground the new earth frequencies. In 2013, she lived in China, studying the ancient art of Qigong, energy healing, and paranormal ability, eventually becoming a certified teacher with the Big Harmonious Family. She is the founder of Chai with the Cosmos, a platform for spiritual growth and multidimensional awareness. As a medicine woman, presently, Harami lives in the Sacred Valley of Peru, where she facilitates ceremonies with Mother Ayahuasca, sharing messages from our star families. And uh, she has a number of websites, uh chai with the her Facebook and Instagram connections. Uh go to aquarianradio.com and you can see a page there with some beautiful photos of Hanomi. Before I bring on Hanomi, uh, I'd like to see if Dr. Lessons there. are you there?
1: Yes,
0: I'm Sasha. here. Can you hear me?
4: Yes, I can. Yes, can Great. Yeah, so you brought Hanovi to so us. So How did you meet her? Do you remember?
0: Oh, of course I remember. Uh, it's uh, I, I met uh, Hanovi. Hi, I met you at the, uh, uh, the desert. Uh, the Contact celebration in the desert. But, uh, you know, what I, what I realized once I, I met you, uh, Hanovi, is that you're one of the people that can bypass the misogynistic matrix that we're bound in that you and the other experiencers are disclosure. Disclosure of what's beyond this matrix of thought that has uh, trapped us and uh, prevented us from accessing our uh, cohesive field as, as spiritual beings. And I know, I got it when I looked in your eyes that you're one of the ambassadors that's here to help us do it. And so I'm so glad you're here. Uh,
5: thank you, brother, so, so much. <laughs>
4: Yeah, welcome to our show. Uh, So, Hanovi, I'd like uh, you to introduce yourself to our listening audience and tell everybody about who you are and what you do and your walk in the world. And we'll listen to you for about 15 minutes or so, and then we'll ask you questions. So, take it away, Hanovi.
5: Okay, thank you so much uh, for having me on the show today. It's really a great honor for me to be able to really share from my heart And um, as Brother was saying, we connected at Contact in the Desert. It was funny. I actually kept running into all of the speakers just by synchronicity um, at Contact in the Desert. And we just got talking about some of the things that I'm sharing with people and uh, some of the projects that I'm working on. So a little bit about myself. There's many different dimensions. To me. I find it a little bit uh, challenging to describe one thing I do because, you know, I'm uh, doing many things at once. So you could say I'm a transformational coach. I'm also a medicine woman. Uh, in the past, I was teaching Qigong, and I was living in China where I was, st- uh, where I was studying healing and human potential. Um, I really liked how my teacher would call it human potential and not paranormal ability because, you know, as a modern society, we have sometimes created these um, labels to put things into context, but they can sometimes remove these abilities from outside of ourselves as though though they are something miraculous. But um, when we were studying in China, we were just taught that these abilities like healing and you know, astral travel and uh, talking to higher dimensional beings, it's all just a part of our human potential that is available to each person here on this planet. So I was quite fortunate because um, my family is actually from India, although most people think I am from Peru or Dubai or Spain or all these different places. so I really feel like I am a citizen of the world, you know? I don't feel like I belong to uh, any one place. And I think this is also a part of the um, New Earth frequency. Many of my generation is feeling like they are suffocating or being confined by these uh, borders that we are drawing. and The way I see it is that, yeah, we are here in this human incarnation to honor the culture that we incarnated into, but at the same time to also honor our multidimensional nature, our infinite nature. So um, when I was a young girl, because I had this Indian background, I was well-versed in many spiritual ideas. So for me, growing up, it was not uncommon to talk about reincarnation and things like this. And it was a little bit confusing because my family is from India, but I was actually growing up in the UK. And of course, there are completely different cultures. So I had a little bit of an identity crisis as I was growing up. But years later, as I got older... I realized that I could take the best from both paradigms, from the Western paradigm and the Eastern paradigm, and create something beautiful with it. So for many years, I was always interested in the spiritual path. But what I realized was uh, there was a lot of dogma that was inherent within um, the culture that I was being brought up in. So I kind of rebelled against it, you know, as young people do. And I kind of forgot about it for a time until around 2010 is when the ET contact began. But at the time, I did not know (laughs) that it was ET contact. I was just having, um, I started to spontaneously leave my body one night. It was like, uh, it was explained to me later on that my team of guides had activated what some people call my kundalini energy which allowed me to kind of access altered states of consciousness and my multi-dimensional remembering and all this kind of thing but of course at the time I was completely freaking out and I thought I was dying you know I was like what's happening to me did not really understand what was going on at all but I was lucky because my partner at the time he was an astral projection teacher and uh He explained to me what was happening and it was natural. So from there I started to read up a lot about different things, you know. And um, everything came to a head last year in 2016 when I started to work with plant medicine. I had such a huge opening with the plant medicine. uh, I started to channel these extraterrestrial beings whilst I was in the ceremony. Which kind of freaked some people out because they're speaking a different language. Some people call it star language or light language. Um, it's like a, a language from the heart, uh, it's consisting of many different sounds and frequencies. And the message, the first message that came through, they were speaking in this other language, but also in English. They said, uh, We are from Sirius, we are returning. Mm-hmm. The hybrid children are coming, and uh, yeah, the room kind of fell silent, and uh, I was asked to leave the circle, because the shaman holding the space, he did not understand, and he had a lot of fear in his heart, and he has been conditioned to think that whenever someone is channeling another entity in the ceremonies, that it's something bad, and it must be stopped. So it it was a little bit crazy, you know. Um, but my guides were with me throughout, and they told me to forgive him, and they said that he was reflective of the mass consciousness, that many people would be resisting uh, this information and this frequency, which kind of brings me up to this point now, where I recently relocated to Peru and started working more with the plant teachers. Um, I was shown in ceremonies that I have worked with the plants before in other lifetimes, which is why I had such a big uh, awakening and opening and uh, why it felt so natural to me.
0: Wow. Uh, you know, yeah, I very I've worked a lot uh, also uh, uh, with, with the uh, combination of uh, Banisteriopsis copy uh, and of viridis yahe ayahuasca, and uh, it's just like truly, uh, what I found is people... Oh, brother, I, uh, I cannot death.
5: hear you so well.
0: Oh. Okay. Oh, well. There.
4: Uh, there I'll you go. On. That's better. Mm-hmm, that's Oh, better. oh
0: yes. Uh, 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 I, I was just saying that I've I worked also extensively uh, with uh, particularly uh, the, uh, the plant also and it's very very interesting what I've observed is each person goes to their particular reading in the Akashic Records, goes to wherever they're supposed to uh, be getting and I'm really excited to hear that you're basically ambassadoring from from Sirius because uh, one of the person who I greatly respect is also, his name is, is named, uh, Stuart Twardlow, is also an ambassador. Uh, from the Syrian consciousness, you know, so I'm really excited, go, please go on with your story.
5: Yeah, it, it, I mean, I was just blown away by it because, you know, I never had any idea that I was connected with these beings from Cyrus. You know, sometimes as star seeds, people who are slightly aware that they have lived in other civilizations, they have like their preferences, you know, like, I, they have their favorites. I thought maybe I was connected with Palladies or somewhere like that. That's, like, the most popular one. So when Sirius came out of my mouth, I was actually shocked. But it was very interesting because I was very present throughout the whole ceremony. Because some people actually think that when you're channeling, you know, you're, you kind of step aside or something like this. But it's not it's not necessarily the case for me i was fully present and um the shaman got a bit confused because he was talking to these guides these et beings who were talking to me thinking that me honovi that i was not there and he was being quite rude <laughs> so i was oh saying oh my god <laughs> yeah so i was saying brother uh, you know cuz he was he came over and put his hands on my on my legs, and he said, "Honovi, Honovi, come back, come back, you know. And I said, brother, I did not go anywhere. I'm sure, you know, don't worry, I'm sure. And um, so that was very interesting kind of uh, dynamic. But these beings told me that everyone who was in the ceremony, that they had already agreed on some level to to participate and um, to hear these... Frequencies that are returning to Gaia. And so, you know, this light language can be considered an ancient inner technology that time has forgotten. And um, it's returning now because, you know, we are entering into these higher frequency states. Uh, Of course, I'm sure you're both aware and feeling that. Um, as are the listeners, many people, depending on their sensitivity, will be aware that each of us is going through incredible multi-dimensional shifts in consciousness right now.
4: Halimi, I had a similar experience. Let me say something, then you can go back to you, Sash. As I was um, attending, a number of years ago, like 10, 15 years ago, the tantric rituals, and I would get into these high static orgasmic states, and I too would start to channel other entities. I was connected with the Anunnaki, but other beings would come through. I didn't go anywhere, I was there. I allowed them to speak through me and use my voice box, but I wasn't taken over possessed. But people, um, they didn't uh, kick me out because it was my house, but <laughs> you know, they kind of. They weren't receptive, so I, I understand completely how you felt. Um, you know, here you are, with this incredible information coming through you, and there were just very few people that were ready to receive it. So you tried that again with another group of people. Are they more receptive <laughs> now?
5: Well, um, thank you for that, for that uh, question, Sister. Basically, What I was shown by these beings was that
1: that I was being guided to drink the medicine on my own, which I didn't want to do. (laughs) I was not ready. I was like, what? Are you crazy? I'm not going to do that. You know, but they said that um, they said that if I continue to go to public ceremonies, that it might cause some problems because of my sensitivity and the fact that I just go into this channeling mode and they come through and I start speaking language and all kind of thing. So um, what happened after that was I did actually move to Peru around February and March of the year. And that ceremony happened around... 2016 in October and so when I came over to Peru I had been in contact with a Shaman for quite some time he's like my soul and um, he said to me you are welcome to stay with me at my healing center and you can be yourself and we can do ceremonies together so I said oh brother that's awesome you know that's what I was looking for so what happened was I did ceremonies with him, with uh, the mother, I and also uh, grandfather Kotuma. And it was interesting. At first everything was okay, but unsurprisingly <laughs> even my shamanic friend got annoyed when I started to channel these frequencies because you know, we have to remember that these frequencies that are coming true now, they're very intense. And many people have forgotten, including shaman. You know, he's a very wonderful shaman, actually. But he doesn't know what this is, like language, these frequencies. So he was saying that in his ceremonies, um, it wasn't so much him, but his partner. She was saying that they don't channel, they don't share, and it's not allowed, and I was kind of thinking to myself, thinking, okay, my guides told me this was going to happen if I continue doing ceremonies with other people, It's going to be resistance to it. So eventually what happened just a few months ago, earlier in the summer, I was guided to do ceremony on my own, which was one of the biggest uh, breakthroughs and challenges that I've ever done, I think, because as you know if you have uh, worked with the mother, it's not to be taken lightly, it's very strong medicine for the spirit, but I know it's something that my spirit was, in a effect, designed for and, and can handle, so my friend has a healing center here in a place called Lamay in the Sacred Valley of Peru, and, uh, So me and my partner went there, and I said to myself, I'm going to drink the medicine three times. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to do it. Uh, By the way, for anyone who is listening, I would not necessarily recommend to drink the medicine on your own unless, number
5: one, you get very uh, specific guidance to do that, and two, you have the confidence in your heart to do that Um, because, yeah, it's not something to just, you know, mess
0: around with um so so i, I, oh, I oh yes wait i mean i had yes. a three because i i facilitated a lot of people and until you know what the medicine does uh, you, you might need somebody to be with you so that you don't drown and throw up uh, exactly. and, uh, and they and can you know can look after you and uh, it oh, it takes a person that's ready to control their bodily function and not drown themselves uh, before you even contemplate doing it alone, right?
5: Exactly, exactly. But it's also important to remember that um, there are some spirits that are incarnate here at this time. Yes, there are st- very strong spirits who can handle that, but like mm-hmm. I said, you have to mm-hmm. really have uh, that confidence in your heart. Feel, you know, At the time when they told me, that I, I um, when they were car- encouraging me to drink, I was not ready. But then later, uh, I felt more ready and I had more confidence in my heart. Um, and, of course, you know, because I had done some group
1: ceremonies before that gave me a bit of a foundation, too. So it, it's something that is very unique, you know. I'm sure you've heard of different stories of how the medicine is affecting people in such unique ways, like... I remember one ceremony. My 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 buddy was sitting next to me, and nothing happened to him. You know,
5: I was like flying out my body with ET's and all kinds of stuff like this, and he was just you know nothing happened to him. So it's it's very uh, unpredictable how the medicine will affect your your spirits and. Um, you know, it's, it's not for everyone. It's, that's what I say. And, and some people have come to me and I've said to them, I don't think the medicine is for you, you know. So, and
1: then they've gone yeah. to someone else or, or whatever. But what happened in that ceremony when I was drinking on my own was just, it was so phenomenal. It I think the most um, mind-blowing thing about that was doing it on my own and facing my fears, like, you know, in these times that we are living in, in these transformational times, I feel that we are all being called to to face our demons, to face our fears, to embrace our shadow instead of just, you know, flying towards the light and getting burnt by it like match to a light. So uh, they knew I was a bit scared, these, these guides, these Syrian beings, and they actually, they they start to sing to me. They sing. One of the ways they communicate is through singing, <laughs> which is quite funny. But it makes a lot of sense, actually, when you think about it, because these beings, I would say that they are somewhere between 9th to 12th dimensional. There's very high vibration. So they're they're their means of communication is a bit more abstract, you know, to what we might be used to in our linear human physical incarnation. So, you know, they they even said to me, at one point, they were saying, um, my ego was looking for their form, like what they looked like, their face. And suddenly, they started to say, um, they said, we do not have a physical form. So, you can look for it, but you will not necessarily find it. You will find whatever it is that you are believing in, meaning that many of us, we hold um, certain belief systems that creates images of these beings, but they don't necessarily look like that. It's almost like they are conforming mm-hmm. to each person's belief system.
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, um, Russell Bridinger's his, his, his book, uh, has a, a whole bunch of things about how the extraterrestrials, lots of different races of them, are able to uh, read in your uh, psyche what images uh, would work for you to convey what they're trying to convey and make you feel at ease. So, could you repeat
1: that last part? I'm having some difficulty actually hearing you on the So,
0: oh, so, so people see, the, the extraterrestrials often have the ability to convey to the person, uh, who's um, interacting with them an image that, uh, the person feels, uh, safe with, and so, um, one of my friend's uh, wife uh, sees the Virgin Mary while he sees a, 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 an orb, and it's the same stimuli, but they're having different reactions to it.
1: Yes, absolutely. In fact, I actually questioned these beings one time, and I said to them, how come I do not see any of the Ascended Masters when I'm meditating, because I can connect with these beings outside of the plant ceremonies through
5: meditation and relaxation. Relax states of consciousness, and and they basically turned around and said, because the Ascended Masters, it's not something that is part of your belief system, which is true, it's not something that resonates with me, but I don't take that away from others, you know, because I recognize there are infinite paths for everyone, And, and I also believe this is also a part of the new paradigm, for us to be more inclusive of each other's Beliefs, you know, even even if those beliefs are triggering us, or you know, we don't like what we hear, um, they're talking a lot about unity through diversity. They're saying that the frequency of unity consciousness is returning to Gaia, and um, mm-hmm. they're encouraging many of us to put our egos, our differences aside and to begin to work with others who share similar visions.
0: Wow, I'll sign up. I'm I'm in this. Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> awesome.
0: Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you
5: so much. Yeah. You are so welcome, brother.
4: So, uh- So this is your primary way of contacting these um, extraterrestrials is through the plant medicine. Have they contacted you at other times in other ways?
5: Yes, they have. Um, The plant medicine, it is serving as a kind of catalyst. It's making it easier because these beings, like I said, they're from very high Frequency and, and sometimes my body feels a bit overwhelmed with their energy because uh, I'm having to accommodate it. And so they gave me some guidance. They said, you know, there are certain lifestyle adjustments you're being encouraged to make so that we can drop down our frequency to meet you and you can raise yours up. Um, what happened in 2010 is they... they They activated my Kundalini or my cosmic energy so that since 2010, my body is constantly vibrating with energy all the time. Uh, In the early days, it was quite overwhelming. I could not sleep at night and I would leave my body, and it was just pretty crazy. I mean, I was saying to my friend, we were laughing about it the other day. I said, if most people, went through some of the experiences I went through, they could have gone a bit crazy, you know, (laughs) because our society does not cater for these big openings and awakenings. But I think because of my, maybe because of my family, my upbringing, where I had a lot of spiritual grounding, um, and maybe also I had the right people around me at the time, it has allowed me to be Grounded, I'm actually quite a grounded person, even though I am having these other worldly experiences. And so, what happened is because I feel this energy in my body, it actually serves as a kind of um, conduit to connect me with these beings more easily. So, what happens in um, the plant ceremonies, the vibrations they increase and Um, At nighttime, like I said earlier, I don't have to be in plant ceremony to connect with them because sometimes I could be lying in my bed at night and I start to channel them or they send me a vision. Uh, One time I was meditating and uh, a group of other beings, I don't think they they were the same group, they started to connect with me and send me um, an image of what they looked like. They looked like some kind of hybrid a hybrid being with eyes that that had slits that looked actually, um, you know, like reptilian or snake-like and their skin was blue. It was not a male- malevolent being as far as I know. The feeling I got, it was very loving. So other ways they began to contact me initially was through dreams. And they told me that they're using dreams to kind of gauge how ready people are for you know, more contact. Um, there's, yeah, there's so many different ways that they are communicating now. And because the frequencies are increasing, the, the gap is uh, becoming thinner and, and it's becoming easier to just, um, you know, I could be ironing if I'm doing something where I'm very present. And then I just start receiving light codes. Sometimes I see them. Uh, sometimes they just come out uh, verbally. Verbally or I could be just, you know, relaxing. Um, I've even had it happen when i watched movies, <laughs> um, because of course the, the mm-hmm. medium of, of movies are so powerful, as you will both know. They are planting seeds within the collective consciousness. You know, movies like, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Arrival? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes and when we did, I was that was watching- very powerful yes very powerful right when i was watching this movie i started channeling <laughs> in the uh in the theater i had to really like stop myself i had to leave the the theater and come you know kind of center myself and come back cuz i didn't want to disturb people and my sister was like elbowing me saying you know shut up <laughs> but you know these these films uh and these different situations they are kind of planting seeds and serving as a catalyst for me and, and many other people who are serving as ambassadors and, and con- conduits for, for these beings. Okay, so the
0: hypothesis that I, that I have is, or the question is, are, are you a uh, uh, hybrid Syrian? Uh, you know, is that very close to you genetically? It just doesn't seem that ambassador chosen randomly, that you were, that, that events have been uh orchestrated by as a plan that's all to set you up to 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 be a teacher to help us do i get you right
5: Yes, that, that, that's correct, brother. I, I had a lot of resistance to it, though, as, as we all do, you know. Uh, I felt a bit sorry for myself at one point, and I was like, well, why me, and why do I have to have these weird things happen, which I'm sure a lot of people out there can, can relate to, people who are having these kinds of experiences. But um, yes, they told me that it was something that I had signed up to before I incarnated and um, you know I'm not the only one. There's nothing special about me, really. There's so many of us here, uh, so many of these mm-hmm. star seed mm-hmm. templates. You know, um, we heard mm-hmm. the call. The call went out. You know that that the, that Gaia mm-hmm. is in trouble, and that um, we need some assistance down here. We need some ground crews. So, uh, so of course, many of us we say, okay, you know, let's let's do it. Let's sign up. But of course, we forget all of that. We fall into this amnesic soup. And, um, yeah, for a long time I was in denial and I was resisting my path. I didn't want these beings to contact me. And uh, even now, you know, I will be honest, some days I, I have bad days like anyone. Some days I'm just like, you know, why, why can't I just have normal Normal, like, but then I think to myself, what is normal really? You know, maybe normal is something, <laughs> something boring. <laughs> so, so um, I, I've made peace more with with my pet and and stepping out, but it has been very challenging, um, especially because when I was young child, I went through domestic violence. It was very um, frightening environment for me. I think a lot of these. People we call starseeds or wanderers, they are signing up for very difficult um, human incarnations. I, I feel one of the reasons is because as we are going through these life challenges, we are actually clearing them collectively for our brothers and sisters too. And um, so because of the because of the environment I grew up in. Uh, I used to hide in cupboards from my abuser, and because it, you know, it got that bad, and so hiding actually became a theme in my life. As I grew into an adult, I did not want to be the center of attention. I did not want, you know, to be speaking in front of big groups of people and this kind of thing. But of course, it is part of my path, and the way I made peace with that was I focused more on being of service to others and um, validating other people's experiences and letting them know they're not alone Mm -hmm. um, and less on what other people would think about me.
0: Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Janet, with your very, very similar uh, sequence of experiences,
4: oh yeah i can really relate i had the abusive childhood and um, to me that seemed to wake me up to higher abilities i was able to overcome a lot of uh, difficulties like you said and i cleared that energy for myself um and yeah i, I at one point i tried to make sense of it all i, I met uh, sasha dr lesson he's a hypnotherapist we would go back into all these different uh, traumas that I had as a child mm-hmm. and even through my adulthood, I since I uh, started out with abusive uh, parenting people, <laughs> people in, in adult roles, uh, I ended up uh, marrying an abusive person and then I went into other abusive relationships and right. I realized that the common thread was me so wherever I went there I was and so I had to really dig deep and find out what was going on that I kept recreating it but um, during this whole period I ended up connecting with my guides I had several near-death experiences as as a result of trauma and when I was out of body I connected with my guides who were you know once I was on the other side and talking to them I realized they always are with me and um, it was always my choice to come back sometimes I had to repair Things in the body, because I literally was uh, killed, uh, locked out of my body. I was dead. I could have stayed there; that was always an option. Do you want to stay here? I said, No, I got to go back. I do stuff I'm doing. I agreed to do this, so I came back. <laughs> but uh, I like what you said—that somehow, when you're doing the work, it's for everybody. Each person who does the work and clears it. Resolves this conflict, but then themselves is actually feeding me the Akashic records or the morphogenic field or something and somehow
5: Helping all humanity, so I like that. It's a nice way put it. Yes, thank you so sister. So for, I was just going to say thank uh- you sister for sharing your uh, experience. I wasn't able to catch all of it, but I caught I think I caught uh, the gist of it. You know, <laughs> One of the things that I say to people is, in a real sense, our, our own life, our life does not belong to us, really. We all are belonging to each other, and it might not seem like it when other people are experiencing something, but on some level, we are also experiencing that, you know, because, of course, we have our individual consciousness, and also the collective consciousness. So it's pretty amazing when you are thinking about, you know, because I do, I do coaching with clients. I have clients in different parts of the world. And, um, you know, there are some of the people that come to me are just so brave, you know, some of the stories that they share. I just think to myself, wow, you know, the human spirit is so resilient. And, and like we were just both sharing that, as we are going through these challenges, we are not only doing it for ourselves. It's it's uh, there's a bigger picture that's emerging.
0: Yeah, that's right. You're changing the morphogenic field.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So right. I, it's also I, the, I, the, go uh, ahead. What what kind of coherence each of you is uh, bringing? When I think of uh, what coherence uh, Janet is uh, bringing uh, uh, to uh, us earthlings into Gaia is the, uh, the sort of the best of the uh, what Nima from uh, Nibiru has to give which is huge compassion and uh, uh, great knowledge and alchemy particularly of psychoactive uh, plants that was what Nimma was really interested in and then we get uh, you uh, you know and you are interested in the plants that you, you know you've got your Uh, whatever you're bringing from the, the, that the Syrians want us to have, but the message that both of you have is the same uh, message about unity consciousness and feeling oneness and and not being bound uh, into uh, separation and uh, competition.
5: Yes, you know, some people are saying that there is only really one problem in our world, and that one problem is the illusion of separation. And, of course, it's something that's very easy to to talk about, as many things are. But, you know, what really matters, I was talking to my partner about this today, and we were saying how spirituality itself, it's not really a philosophy, even though that's what we have been conditioned to think. And this is what creates a lot of, conflict between people because they're they have these different opinions about spirituality and God and all these things but for for me spirituality is more a practice it's an embodiment and it's something for all of us to to really remember you know because um it's through embodiment that you know transformation occurs it's through embodiment that we have the biggest impact on our brothers and sisters so some people say to me well I'm trying to wake these people up you know because they're asleep and, and I'm like you know what just let them sleep a bit longer it's not our job to wake other people up we didn't really come to do that as such you know um, yeah. people people will wake up when they are ready uh, you know, yeah. focus if you want to be influential to others, embody what you are learning. Be the change that you want to see. And people will start to take notice of you. They will be like, who is that bright spark that's walking through the dark? And um, at the same time, it will also trigger a lot of people too, which can be fun also. <laughs> um, but the the message from from these beings is that Many of us, myself included, you know, I'm just a work in progress, like anyone. We're having so many judgments about so many things, and they're really encouraging us to to try and to to drop some of those judgments. That it doesn't mean we don't use our discernment. You know, discernment is a different energy. When I say the word discernment, when I say judgment, they sound different, right? Um, yes. But even myself, I have certain. Mm-hmm, even myself, I have certain strong preferences. You know, I like certain movies. I like to be around certain people. But even even those preferences, they can create limitations. And uh, you know, they're just encouraging us to really be more inclusive of 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 everyone. Even those people we we are thinking are a pain in the ass. You know. <laughs> Indeed.
0: (laughs) Basically, in psychology, we say the things that uh, really bug you about other people or that you overly admire are just resonating the underdeveloped parts of yourself. So if someone's pushy and it bugs you, that probably means you need to be a little bit more assertive. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and, And so what you really need to do is say, what is motivating Uh, the the, the impulse and uh, you'll come down to needs that are good for the individual and for the people around them because that's what deep needs are about and so that's the the best way I think to deal with uh, separation is to uh, realize that whatever you think you ain't, you is.
5: I cannot agree more (laughs) wholeheartedly. Um, Yeah, I I think uh, sometimes it can be easy to forget that when you are in the heat of the moment in a confrontation when you know the 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 most common response is to be defensive and to justify your your behavior if someone is saying something to you instead of you know letting your defenses down and saying and actually and actually seeing it as feedback what what I do when someone says something to me um what I do with my partner might actually disagree, but um, when someone points something out to me, like "oh, you know, you're being selfish, or you're doing this, or you're doing that," instead of getting defensive, I I I try and ask myself, "huh, like, isn't that interesting? That's the feedback that I'm getting from you know this 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 other version of me, <laughs> you know, and is there any mm-hmm. truth to what they're saying?" And uh, and and more often than not, there's probably some kind of truth, and then I can make some kind of amends or, you know, make make a change. Um, but you know, there's so many infinite infinite ways to explore these uh, spiritual ideas and principles, and it's it's finding one that is in resonance with you. Yeah, yeah. So. <clears throat>
3: What? What what did you
4: want to say? Uh, What did you have to
0: say, Sash? Go ahead. I just just love this discussion. There's all these different ways of feeling our oneness with each other. Uh, The interesting thing that you keep alluding to, and it's off stage, but it's, I want to hear the sounds. What sounds do you hear? I want to hear you make the sounds. Or do you need musical instruments? This is just something you can hear. Can you make those sounds?
4: Hello, Are you there? Hello. Uh
0: oh. Okay, show here. let's keep.
4: You're still here, okay? Um, if you can hear us, uh, say something. Yes, I, I, Hello. Can, I
5: can. I can hear you now, okay. but I could not. I could not hear uh, Sasha when he was speaking.
4: Okay. Um, oh. Yeah, he's on okay. the phone. I'm-
0: Slow down and speak
4: now? very clearly, honey.
0: Yes, just slow down yeah. and speak very clearly. I'm mm-hmm. real interested in those sounds that you alluded to. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, be very interested to know if you recorded them, or whether you make them, or do whether you do them in your ceremonies uh, with other people.
5: Yes, I, I do them all the time. In fact, I can share some with you now or, or a little bit later. Um, oh, sometimes,
3: yeah.
5: <laughs> yes, uh, sometimes these sounds, they're coming through in different times. Of course, I use them in ceremonies to clear the space. Um, this star or light language, as I said earlier... Is an ancient inner technology, it's so powerful that it has the ability to actually manipulate matter because what I noticed, what I didn't mention earlier in my story was when I started to speak this galactic language, I actually started hearing it first in my dreams, but I had no context for what it was. So I didn't know that it was some galactic, you know, language or whatever you want to call it. What happened was I met a man in Glastonbury in the UK and it was all synchronistic. Um, He was channeling, uh, he was doing the written form of light language and also the verbal. And he invited me to an exhibition where his friend was exhibiting these beautiful pieces of artwork about crop circles which i'm a little bit I was a bit crazy about back then, and I was you know like, Wow, they're awesome and um suddenly he just came and sat next to me, and he said, Oh I'm going to do a bit of channeling now, and he started to channel this language, and I was blown away, I was like, I was like, What the hell is that because my spirit Almost was like recognizing the the frequencies, not necessarily the message, but just the feeling and frequency. And um, and I was thinking, it sounds like something I've heard before, but I can't quite place it. And he's like, "Yeah, I, I call it light language, and other people call it other names, you know." And um, and so when I started to actually speak these frequencies in the ceremony. The second, the second ceremony is when it happened. Second time I, I did ayahuasca, um, I had a context. I, I said to my friend who was sitting next to me, Ellen. Uh, I said, "I think, I think it's light language because I heard something similar." And um, what's amazing is my she's one of my really good friends, Ellen. She was actually one of the organizers of the World UFOlogy Congress that I was speaking at in Spain recently, and. Um, she, when I was actually channeling these frequencies, she was seeing them. She also channels light language, but her main um, modality and expression is through art. Uh, she she does a lot of artwork, but uh, as as far as I know, she can also do verbal. But it's not like her dominant expression. Whereas with me, it's a little bit of both. But my my dominant expression of these frequencies is um, vocal and my secondary is probably uh, visual. So, um, Mm -hmm. would you like me to share now?
0: Yes, oh please do. Yes. Yes.
5: Okay, I just need a moment to just uh, settle down.
0: Okay, Uh, And uh, while you're doing this I just will tell you that uh, uh, Caroline, uh, Corey, got all these people that uh, saw something and she just projected what they saw uh, what they drew them and, uh, on the projector and then asked them what they recalled and they all knew the same concept. It's a universal...
3: Mm, beautiful. Ayanakasuhai ema ayyota yoku nasa E ma inate shuku yina, a na you yana, a e yo mayani aha ah yinate yo. Eyo suha su ha ine yoku imano ye a so ye te a Eyo to iyo so yo a <laughs> what were you saying? Do you have any idea
4: what you were saying?
5: Yes, I, I have an idea. Um, I was just sharing that the frequency of the heart's vibration is returning to Gaia and encouraging people to remember but not to remember through their beliefs or through their minds, but to remember through their spirit and through their feeling. Because, you know, light language is a ancient, non-linear, multi-dimensional form of communication. It is a language of the soul, and it, it is emitted through what we might call heart consciousness, which is returning to Gaia. So, When I'm sharing these frequencies, they can stimulate a person's multidimensional memory or their heart or some kind of feeling. Um, I've had very (laughs) different reactions from different people, some of them very dramatic. Some people, they don't feel anything and they think it sounds like gibberish, but normally the people that is thinking it sounds like gibberish, they're only listening with their mind. So they being. These beings are not trying to say uh, that uh, the mind is something inferior. It's something beautiful too, but they they have said to me before that there's too much emphasis on uh, the thought processes and the mind, and people is encouraging to you know create a, a leverage, a balance between the two, and return return to their hearts.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I, uh, while you uh, you were making the uh, sounds. I went into a meditative state and I saw that purple spiral going through my different chakras, <laughs> right. like center of the awesome. earth and up through my crown, connecting uh, both heaven and earth just right through me. I just, I, it was a wonderful, the sounds were a great vehicle. For yes, me.
5: awesome, awesome. Uh, sometimes I actually um, sing songs. I can actually sing you a, a song that came through one day. I was just. Um, I actually sang it at the at the conference, the World uh, Mythology Conference. The, the song came to me as I was walking back from an um, evening of uh, kirtan, which is devotional singing. And uh, there were so many stars in the sky. I'm so fortunate to live here with the with the Andean mountains um, by my side. And and then suddenly, I just started to channel this song. And it's a mixture of English and light language, and I wonder if you want me to share just a little bit I
4: would love for you to yeah. share it, but we're coming up on the break, and I'm afraid you'll start the song and the music will come, we so can do about, it. we'll hold that for after the we break. We can do it after. Break. <laughs> oh, yes, and there's the music, okay. We will be back in about five minutes. Uh, please mute your mic. See you in five. good man. You can't handle the truth. Well, you can, and Event Horizons will give you those truths. So when you're mad as hell and not going to take it anymore from that memorable scene network, you'll know just what to do. We will draw you in and become your news addiction at Event Horizons. Join us Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time at freedomslips.com at Revolution Radio. Our world team members are... Dennis Fecho, John Ilias, David Dunger, Hyla Cass MD, Melanie Bridgeton, Jim Mars, Paula Harris, John Trello, Huria Payan, Christopher Husser, D.O.D.D.S., Jonathan Orchard, and me, your anchor, Dr. Robin Falco.
2: If uh, you decide not to volunteer, it will not be held against you in any way. Sounds dangerous. It's it is. Very dangerous. Very. Count me in. And that's right here at Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, where information never sleeps. Is your data safe? Do you have the necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation? survival and gardening, off-grid living, medical knowledge, or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns? Do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is? Well, check out our preloaded EMP-proof thumb drive.
0: In breaking news, a visiting Syrian diplomat reported today that their population is evolving rapidly and advancing into a fifth dimensional consciousness. They are seeking peace with all cosmic cultures, which may mean that the Earth will be asked to join the prestigious Galactic Federation of Light Alliances. Please join Debbie West and Michael Hathaway on Lost Knowledge, Saturdays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, in Studio A, for the latest breaking news on the Star Visitors' peaceful contact and the ongoing project of cleansing the Earth. This is the people's war. It is our war. We are the fighters. Fight it then. Fight it with all that is in us.
2: And may God defend the right. Warning, warning.
0: We've got to stop up. They're going to kill us all. See how the trouble you've started? Be they the government, be they industry, be they organized labor, be they anyone, or human beings. be. when the operation of the machine becomes so obvious. Makes you so sick at home. You can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, by all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. And you've got to win game to the people who run it, to the people who own it, that unless you're
2: free, the machine will be prevented from working at all. Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com the number one listener-supported Radio Station, throwing ourselves upon the gears of the machine. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. You called down the thunder, well now you got it. Right, you tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! Revolution
0: Radio, every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, on Studio B, for Momentary Zen, with host Zen Garcia, at
2: freedomslips.com, The People Station.
0: Are you on mute, Janet?
4: Sorry, I'm not on, on mute. <laughs> Sasha's here. Okay, let me try that again. Ah, uh, welcome back. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, uh, thank <clears> you. <throat> you guys are um, sounding
5: much clearer now because earlier I think oh, I was good, using good, like good. some telepathic ability in conjunction whilst <laughs> listening to you because I didn't I could not, not really sure. hear what you were saying. What's going on? <laughs> let, me, let me do a quick
4: little commercial break here, uh, Honavi, and I'll be right back with you. So welcome okay. back, everybody, to the on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. I'm your host, Janet Kerr Lesson. My co-host is Dr. Sasha Lesson. I hope everybody can hear me. Um, and uh, Thomas Becker is our producer, and Honavi Strong is our guest. And I'd like to remind everybody to please go over and make a donation. We do need your donations. Uh, go to freedomslips.com. Dot com and donate what you can a dollar five fifteen twenty whatever you can donate we greatly i a mad painter how are we doing
0: uh, we ain't doing too hair good hair we only got a little over fourteen hundred and we need over twenty five you're All you're right, so you're lagging a bit
4: you're, I'm lagging yeah okay anyway not sure what's going on with the sound but um, we're having a day. Anyway,
0: back to you, Sasha, and then back to Honovey. Okay, uh, so we are really fortunate. We are we're getting, you know, basically, this is the this is from wise people that have a very advanced technology and spiritual um, practices, information and transmission by uh, a, a spiritual teacher. And uh, right now, that's that's what you are, Hanabi. I'm just so excited to hear you uh, talking about what you're doing and the songs and the sounds that come to you. They, they work for me. I can just see that uh, you're part of, and we'll go into this afterwards, a movement which is uh, creating communities that really enact. It's not just an idea, it's an enactment. But Just before the break, you were saying about a song that came to you, and you would sort of give us the context in which that you got the song. How did it come to you, and what's it mean?
5: Yes. So thank you very much. Uh, the song, it came to me one night as I was walking underneath a sky, a night sky that was strewn with so many stars. You know, it was just like you could just see an infinite amount of stars, there was no light pollution, you know, when you cannot even see your your hand in front of your face, it's that dark and the whole sky is illuminated. And for me, looking at the stars has always been one of my favorite pastimes. In fact, I even have dreams at night where I'm just looking at the stars. <laughs> I'm sure many people can can relate. I'm sure we have many people who, who love to look at the stars. And the reason why we love to do that so much is because it is staring some kind of inner knowing or memory inside of us that we are connected to these stars, that we have history with them. And, you know, we wonder why people have become so disconnected from the spiritual aspect which is being ushered back in, into our paradigm. One of the reasons is because people simply cannot see the stars in the night sky. So why would they even think, you know, that there are beings and planets when they can hardly see anything up there? And so as I was walking, I was just feeling so uh, full of gratitude and love. And then this song started to just come through. And I noticed um, when I'm in elevated states of consciousness, these beings actually communicate through songs, which is very interesting because song and music, like mathematics and even science, it's like a universal language. And people can feel in the heart the, the resonance of the song. So I can share with you a little bit um, of this song it's act- actually called just me and the stars
3: just me go ahead, go ahead. and the stars we'll always be together ayano kaiyo <speaking in Spanish> just me and the stars. We'll always be together. You'll always be in my, my heart. Yeah, yeah. i just me and the stars. That was a mm. little bit... <laughs> wow, wow.
4: that's beautiful.
5: Uh, <laughs> thank I you. love it. What? I love it. It's funny because yeah, I've actually back. got... Um, thank you. I, I've actually got a lot of recordings because I've, I've noticed now... When, when they are going to come through and so I get my, my recorder out if I'm near my laptop and I've literally got quite a few different songs They just seemingly are coming from nowhere like some people might say they're coming from my higher self or these beings or the cosmos I don't know <laughs> but people like them so I guess that's what's important.
0: I've seen time wow, after time in this one that that I, that I was doing. Uh, uh, she was doing journey work. She'd come back with this beautiful music that she heard, right. but she couldn't quite it come out. Uh, you know what I mean, Janet?
4: Oh yeah, I have songs all the time. I I have one that's like. Um, I, I I'm not going to do it because I can't quite translate it. I maybe I'll find a musician sometime and I can get it uh, down into the tone, but it's full of drums as well, so it's got beats, so it's hard to, you know,
5: Yes,
1: I normally... Da, 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 da,
4: right? It's a full orchestra a lot of times, like, even some instruments that I don't really quite recognize.
5: Yeah, I, yeah. I actually sing the songs with uh, a drum or, you know, something like that. That's what I did at the, at the conference, which was quite fun. But but yeah, I think what's happening also is these beings are really encouraging us as a collective to go outside of our preconceived notion of how communication will appear. They're actually trying to really uh, encourage us to be more elastic in our thinking and in our consciousness because we got very used to thinking that we're going to meet these beings, they're going to, you know to shake our hand like they do in Star Trek or something, you know, hello, how's it going or something like that. And But it's not going to be like that. We are living in this amazing infinite universe with infinite expressions. So why are we so arrogant to think that, you know, these beings have to communicate in our language, on our terms? It's not going to always be like that. So... um you know, they're encouraging us to really go beyond our comfort and, and what we perceive to be communication, because this, the communication with these mm-hmm. beings is so diverse, it's infinite as, as many different stars there are in the sky, there's many different forms of communication.
0: Wow.
4: Yes. Yes yeah very very true very true so go ahead well, you know, Josh,
0: you know what, what were you going to say well what, what i what i get from the people i interview and stuff and by by just the numbers is that the uh hybrid uh people among us on this earthling population especially from the uh, uh ex- genetic experiments that were going on uh <laughs> in the in the late 70s and so forth uh and they're over and the the hybrid people are here, and they're helping us, and it's not like something that's, uh, that's, that's, that's coming down. We have the basis, and it's in people like you, Hanobi, that basically we got to listen to our younger people who have got the message, who are open, and aren't stuck in the old ways. And so that's why I'm so excited to have you on this program. Uh, you know, you're just such a, a, a fresh approach and so, so personal is yeah, the thing is how does this come down in the ground did you really connect with a community did you make ubuntu work uh, how does this come down in life
5: Oh, can you just repeat the last part did i do what in work
0: do, do you did, were you able to create a functional community for yourself that people uh, share in the way that you want the world to share
5: I think at the moment it's in the beginning stages because, you know, I recently relocated here to, to Peru, but of course not everyone is having the experiences that I'm having in the light language. There are some people. In fact, I did meet a friend of mine called Benjamin who um, is also sharing these, these light languages. So it's kind of like what I'm seeing right now is these new earth communities are beginning to kind of crop up and they're in their beginning stages, or, or maybe some of them are further along than other communities, um, but we're still finding each other because what's happening with a lot of wanderers or starseeds or people who are just, you know, they might not identify as starseeds, but they're just having these big openings, um, yeah. is that there's a lot of still a lot of hiding and shame and self-doubt because we we have created a modern system like i said earlier that is not catering to these to these shifts in consciousness and what i'm noticing with some people i notice it a lot actually i I, because part of my job is to hold a container for people when i do coaching with them and to see their, you know, their highest potential, and to to reflect it back to them, to to show them what they cannot see for themselves. I'm meeting a lot of people who have potential to be guides, healers, teachers, but they might not be stepping out because they're they're still dominated by what other people are going to say, what people are going to think. But uh, it's a natural process because also I had to go through that too, and. Um, I think for me, I have, I have found it a challenge to really find um, my own community, but I think it has been self-perpetuated because what happens sometimes when we're having these experiences, we can really isolate ourselves. I went through this period where I completely was isolating myself from everyone because I was feeling mm-hmm. like they don't, they don't understand And, you know, I was, but I was perpetuating that because, you know, I was adding further energy to it. And then I had some insights where it was revealed to me that, yeah, there is many of us and we're all kind of spread out across the earth. We might not all be in the same place, but we don't actually necessarily need to find other people who are going through exactly like every single thing, you know, who are singing songs mm-hmm. about stars and light language? Um, what I what I learned was you can find common themes or threads that connect you with your brother and sisters. So everyone wants to uh, feel loved and and give love. You know that's a common theme. Mm-hmm. Um, many people have mm-hmm. dreams, right? Uh, there's many things that people want to accomplish. People want to be happy. And so when you start to um, connect with people on this base level, then I find that you can start to you know grow an organic community that way. As opposed, because because these beings they have said not to focus too much on you know elitism or exclusivity because this happens a lot actually in virtual. Um, you know, we all have something called spiritual ego, where we might feel superior, better,
3: you know. And then, I to So, you know,
1: the kind of,
3: because do that, we
1: should keep going. I don't know. Then mm. think on It doesn't of the it's It's not talking at and saying, it's like this, or you can the tube You can hear it I mean, how would you feel if someone's saying oh, you're a dumbass or something like that? It's not very pleasant to hear, right? And your defensive goal is me. So my advice uh just creating crazy can we see kind of impact uh can you create you you can, can, you hear, can you hear me? I'm such I'm bad. not sure you hearing. I'm Okay, here. here. Keep here. Uh, you me? Can okay. Hello, yeah. Can No, we no. Just make like it I'm going to finish up with a little of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit you a little bit of a little bit of a little and of a to bit a trail I hope and um you know, the key just started you know, are, you know, in this thing and be not people are things,
0: you know the okay, we'll see if we can get this thing set back up. <phone rings>
4: Hello. Can Hello, you hear Dad. us?
0: You're, you're back now it was my internet.
4: Yes. Okay, oh, you're, yes. I'll Okay.
0: Ca- Sasha. I'll call Sasha back. Okay. I have the phone here. So anyway,
4: keep talking, Hanavi. Can so, you hear
5: so, uh, us? Yes, I can hear you very clear. That's wonderful. Um, I, I'm not sure X. whether you guys could hear what I was talking about, but... I was basically talking about creating.
4: Go to the other okay. Room. okay. There he goes. So <laughs> <laughs> he runs the other room. We get feedback. Okay, so go ahead. What were you saying before we were so, so rudely interrupted?
5: No problem. I was talking about creating these uh, new earth communities and really beginning by starting from where you are. You know, um, the thing is. Your tribe of people who wanting to connect and resonate with you are not going to know that you are there unless you are being seen and saying to people, "Hey, I'm here, and I'm creating this event, or I'm opening this center." Like, for instance, um, when I first met uh, Dr. Sasher at contact in the desert, we were speaking about this project where me and a group of friends, um they have, well, a group of my friends, they're creating a center, and they've invited me to, uh, like a healing center, basically, in Peru, to be a part of it, to, you know, contribute and share and create retreats, and it's it's pretty exciting. It's still in the beginning uh, stages, but what happened was, in 2014, I kept receiving a vision, and I believe now that this vision was being sent from these beings, and the vision was um, creating these new Earth communities, um, and that there would be many different centers around the world, like a like a international grid system almost, and that we were to do it in groups, and that we were p- to put our egos and our differences aside, and actually um, be- begin to create a a team of people that work together as dreamers healers, facilitators, teachers. Because, you know, many of us, we have remembrance from other civilizations where we operated as a a kind of, you might call it a hive consciousness or a collective consciousness. And so I knew that part of my larger purpose in being here was always going to be about being with a group of people, a family, and that I was not meant to do this on my own, and in fact, we're not meant to do it on our own full you know. It's just, um, I'm not saying that there's not value in teaching on your own, you know, that is something that I do, but I do feel that with the return of this particular frequency of unity consciousness, it's encouraging us to really group up with people, we are in resonance with. We might not have everything in total agreement, but it doesn't matter. Um, As long as we are, you know, as long as we share similar values to be of service to other people
1: and to have fun and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, So it's interesting. This this vision that I had in 2014 is actually starting to come together um, when I moved to Peru. Because, again, um, these beings actually they advised me they told me in 2016 they said the time for the uk where i was living previously they said it's coming to an end for you and you are being encouraged to relocate to peru and they said this is the land that your spirit is very familiar with you have been there before and um, i was like are you kidding me? I'm not going there. <laughs> you know, again, I had a lot of resistance. I was thinking, why am I going to go to Peru, the other side of the planet? And um, it's funny because when I was a young girl, I was obsessed at, at maps. Looking at maps, I would run my fingers across world maps. And I would imagine that I had friends in every country and continent. And I also like globes as well. I don't know why, but I was just almost obsessed with it. And um, I used to always kind of point my finger in America. Like, oh, this is like now, like nine or ten. So it's funny how things unfold controlled in our lives, like building you know, back then, and living here in Peru and trying to create some of these uh, new communities. Wow. And it's an interesting, these interests yeah, we don't understand what they are, but they're actually some kind of internal guide connected to, to, to support them, leading you eventually to where you're meant to be all along. while. So I had that same um, incident, I, I, yeah, which is very old. I, I, I know some you to shake out. I know it's lovely, but it's not the right energy getting scared and in Hawaii, so eventually they may be there. Don't get close, honey. Okay. Yeah, I was What's the game? We're having trouble with the So Sasha? Okay, hold on. I can Sasha.
0: I just can't hear
1: her. It's all want i so
0: bad.
1: It do. Okay. I just. I'm to be yeah. uh, the co creating we you the American
0: church, of twenty four is protected by the law. If we can use uh as a part of our sacred journey uh jurum protected
1: by the state's back I'm here. I'm, I'm typing to the honey, and we I uh, can barely hear. It was like really broken up, and we could barely hear. Man, internet. So she could hear me. Okay.
0: okay.
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> going to my. Can
0: I
4: come
1: in here? Just uh, share the mic here. How's that?
4: Okay, so he's going to come in the living room here.
1: Okay. Uh, it,
0: it's my internet, by the way. It's not y'all.
1: No problem. Oh, it's your internet. Bad, 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 pictures internet. <laughs> Behave. Okay. Um, that's good. Okay, go ahead. And Sasha's here. Go ahead and speak,
0: Sasha. Can. Well, I was just saying, you know, that we we've all had uh, different kinds of, of uh, visions, and it makes so much uh, sense. And you know, it's not. It's. Uh, it's not uh, you can uh, one person can change the whole morphogenic field because instantaneously everybody that's ready to feel what has happened feels it because we're all connected at that level.
1: Now mm-hmm. yeah, there's something going on here. We've
4: had some wonderful uh speakers here this week, uh Chris Hardy and uh, Caroline Corey. Caroline Corey has uh, a new movie out e t. Contact is here. And Chris Hardy, of course, is a researcher. She's written a new book uh, and she made it in f- fictional form, but she's getting like you are getting these downloads and and exchanges with extraterrestrials. And uh, you know she thought it'd be great to just uh, explain it by uh, making this very detailed fictional book. But the message is the same, no matter how it's coming through. And it's uh, basically reflective on the personality that's perceiving the reality. So if you're getting a negative experience, and, uh, and people aren't going to want to hear this, but on some level, you're creating it.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But
4: that empowers each person individually and collectively that uh, there's something you can do about it, and that's fine-tuning uh, your perception and your reactions and your response. Uh, by summarizing, is that what you got, sweetheart? Come over here and explain your perspective of what we were getting all week, last two weeks?
0: Basically, once you reach a meditative state, which is beyond the matrix that you're programmed to adhere to, the slavery in which you may have been engaging uh, and imposing upon yourself by conditioning and and so forth, once you get past that, which many, many, there's many ways of doing kundalini is certainly part of it, and that's what we uh, do in our tantric community. We actually use uh, sacred uh, ritual as part of uh, our, our meditation, and if that's combined with uh, the right and theogens that can be extremely powerful, but basically, uh, and and also what I was saying is that we belong to the uh, Aquaba Native American Church, and one of our sacraments here is that we have the legal protection as a as a church to do ayahuasca or peyote as part of our uh, sacred rituals, and we're uh, you know and it all goes to the same. And what's really the difference, in, and it makes a big difference. There's some people that take the uh, ayahuasca ceremony and they do a little shuffle and they make it in a Catholic ritual. I've been in people that put it into a Sufi ritual. I've been with psychotherapists that let the person track wherever they track and don't try to impose upon them, which of course is the tradition in which I I come, which is to support the person in having their own experience. Uh, But uh, it's so powerful if the medicine is used in a way that's right for the person, and we do. Usually, prepare ourselves by uh, a diet for several days or even a week before uh, we do, we do uh, uh, the, the the ceremony.
3: Yes, it, it's interesting.
5: Oh. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Hannity. I was going to say it's interesting that you talked about these different beings that are attracted to different people. I think it can be quite a complex topic it's not the answer is not always so straightforward you know um there's so many things that is happening for instance some beings have certain karma to to iron out some beings have certain contract these beings maybe they belonged to the same civilization in a past life and you know they agreed to incarnate as a human and be abducted and of course they forget all about it Um, the way I see it is I try not to look at things as being something good or bad, even though I do struggle with it because the conditioning is so heavy in this physical dimension to look at things as good, bad, right, wrong. And, um, sometimes it serves a purpose to, to look at things through that lens. And sometimes it doesn't, it depends on what the situation is, but, What I learned is even when people are working with the mother, ayahuasca, that uh, some people is having really quite dark, what we might consider dark journeys. And I say to them, you know, it's okay, like whatever the mother is showing you is for your own benefit, it's for your own learning, whatever is arising uh, is perfect, because it cannot be any other way. And this is also a larger analogy for the world and the times we are living in because many people, many light workers, they seem to think, you know, at one point in their journey, maybe we have all been there, we think we have come here to, you know, save the world from itself. And, you know, for me, the world does not need saving as such. Everything is unfolding on time. Uh, we just need to play our role because that's what's happening. Each person is playing a role, you know. These these denser beings, these denser entities, they are attracted to certain emotional states, such as you know feeling powerless or angry or depressed and resentful. And so these are all very fertile ground for an entity, you know, attachment or a psychic attack or this kind of thing. And Sometimes in the spiritual circles, we are taught that we we shouldn't really, it's not a good idea to kind of delve into the darkness. But many of the world's indigenous cultures, they have a completely different understanding of what the darkness is. They don't see it as something, they don't really see it as something bad necessarily, you you know, because they see it as creation coming from, the darkness, uh, the womb, you know, of the universe being dark and everything arising from there. And there's actually, uh, you might have heard of them, they're, they're called the Kogi Shaman, and they're from Colombia. I, I was fortunate enough to meet some of them at a shamanic festival in France, I think back in 2015. And what they do is um, they select certain people who are going to be priests of that of of their tribe and they put them in complete darkness from almost the moment that they are born. They have enough light just so that they won't go completely blind or anything, but they're completely in darkness for from the day they are born to like coming of age when they're like 16 or 18 between that age. Uh. And then they actually come out of, the, of this cave of this darkness where other, where other members have been looking after them. And they're allowed to walk out into the world. And of course, they literally fall to their knees, in reverence for the mother, for Gaia, because they've never seen anything like it, you know?
0: Wow.
5: Yeah, it's very beautiful. It's, you know, it's good for us to, again, take on different perspectives. And, uh, you know, I think this is what we're all being encouraged to do in the, the modern culture is being encouraged to take on some of the indigenous and eastern perspectives and things like this. And the eastern and indigenous cultures are being encouraged to take on some of the, the modern um, perspectives so that we can build a holistic picture. Because one of the messages, uh, I mean, I've been getting so many messages from these beings, but they actually said to me that um, they said that they want to see wider representation ethnically, at international mm-hmm. conferences and communities oh. and things like this, you know, they want to see more yeah. women, um, more women. They, they, they say the women is going to have very key integral um, part to play. and they're really encouraging the woman to come forward and not to doubt herself. And, um, and they're basically also saying mm-hmm. that a lot of the conferences they were saying were overly dominated by the intellect and by the sciences. And they're saying we need more equilibrium. We need to, to have a seat at the table for everyone, you know, for spirituality, for science, for psychology, for the indigenous people, for the shamanic arts. And as we are doing that, we are creating an, an alchemy and we are uh, creating a bigger holistic picture where, you know, everyone's got a piece of the jigsaw. It's not like just one medium is superior to other mediums, right? And I believe... In ancient times that's why these ancient civilizations got further in their consciousness because they were creating this alchemy that is missing in our in our modern culture
0: yeah uh, I, I would just uh, I, am I coming through now I I'd just like to uh, um, can you hear me
5: yes very clear
0: okay so so uh, it's it's very cool in in uh, you know in the kind of modern transpersonal psychology, we we do exactly what the indigenous people do. Whatever you're considering to be shadow or darkness or not, you uh, can come out, especially when you do uh, the Yahe ceremony. And so I remember in one uh, uh, set that we uh, facilitated, one person said he had gone to seminary and quit. I want to experience what he's experienced as he had to drag that cross. And this guy went through utter agony. Somebody else in the the very same room said, I want to see all the things I ever avoided seeing uh, and uh, and avoided seeing in my life and in the culture around me. And she got that and so forth. And we went around the room. Everybody got what they asked for. It was amazing. And so you get what you... This is an amazing entheogen. It's taken in the right context with the right... uh, uh, end in mind and you can learn a lot but it's probably not attractive to tourists hey come down to Peru and puke with us (laughs) because it's something else that happens
5: yeah I I really think that um, the plant teachers there are just they're phenomenal teachers and guides for all of us in these transformative times that we are living of course there's also a lot of controversy with the plant medicines, you know, many people are saying, is it cultural appropriation? And, you know, it's a delicate, touchy topic with many different angles that you can, you can come from. But I was actually talking to a friend of mine, as I said to you earlier, I don't know if you heard me, but one of my best friends is a Peruvian shaman. And uh, he's the one that was actually telling me not to share the live language. But it's okay, we, we kind of made up all that. It's fine now. But um, he was basically saying that he feels that the Western culture is coming in here and they're taking advantage, you know. And I can totally see his perspective. But I also said to him, brother, I said the medicines, they don't actually belong to anyone. They don't belong to a specific group of people. Just like the sky and the earth don't belong to anyone, they're for all of us. And, yes, people are going to abuse the medicines. They're not going to always be in integrity. But there's a lot more people, I believe, who are going to have a transformi- uh, transformative um, awakening or receive some kind of message that's going to, you know, propel them in a new direction. And so, for me, if we, if we can use all the tools that we can get to, to inspire people, then that, that's the way we should be going. But at the same time, I think there are ways to be also respectful to the indigenous peoples. Like what I noticed a lot was the ceremonies and things that are happening here in the centers. I was saying to my friend, why is there no indigenous people or elders coming to the centers to teach? There is no, you know, cohesion between the Westerners. And the indigenous population, and so I said to him, as we are creating the center, I really want to bring that to the forefront. You know, I want it to be an exchange. I want to, I want to, uh, you know, embody that. I want to have a center where there's many different backgrounds and nationalities and people sharing. You know, because this is what this is the guidance I keep getting um, that we are all being encouraged to be more unified and, and inclusive.
0: That's beautiful. Right on.
3: Yes.
5: What do you
4: think is happening? Uh, I've never done ayahuasca. I've done other things. But what do you think is happening when you do that? Is it like opening a, a portal? Um, any ideas? Anybody ever study what happens?
0: Sure. We, we do we, we know what we know what, uh, what happens is, is that uh, something that frees you from the imaging of your limbic system uh, and its programming allows you to access your spiritual centers. That's what I think
5: happens.
3: Yes I, I feel um,
5: I feel what's happening is it's just giving you access to what is always being there. just like it's in contact it's always been there uh, all throughout the ages, but kind of like um, there were stories of, I think there were stories of when the Spanish came over with, with these ships, um, the indigenous people, some of them were not even able to, to see the, these ships because it was not part of their paradigm, you know, and, and it's similar in our current... Um, civilization, people have not been so forthcoming to acknowledge ET contact because it's not been a part of their paradigm. For some people, it's quite shocking because the conditioning goes so deep. And what I feel is happening with the the plant medicines is they're just giving us a window and insight to what is already there and what is actually perhaps more true and more real than what we are currently living yeah. in this physical dimension.
4: Right. It's like the doors of perception. It's like the UFO field. It's like the ET field. You actually will see it when you believe it. So when you when you take these things, what's really there comes through. The, the block is the illusion, not what's there, what you're seeing after you take the, the enthusiasm
5: but it actually works the other way around believing is seeing what you believe is what is creating your reality moment to moment but we have been taught in the modern culture you have to see it to believe it which you know has caused some um, some some problems even even to the point where i was shown that one time when i had an out of body experience I was shown that many people in the modern world, because they have been so deeply conditioned, when they are transitioning to the afterlife, they are encountering problems because their beliefs are so rigid. They don't believe in an afterlife, maybe, or, you know, they don't believe in their guides. So when their guides try to contact them, they can't even hear them, they can't even see them. Uh, some people are getting trapped on these lower Vibrational planes and it's not like it's like some major problem at the end of the world, but you know I don't think there's too big of a problem That cannot be resolved Um, There's always assistance on hand, but it is interesting that People's beliefs can really become uh, Limit limitations or Or their beliefs can be cultivated in a way to to become more free and, and liberated
4: Right. There's a series of books by the Dr. Michael Newton Institute where they've regressed, uh, hypnotized about 40,000 people around the globe with the many different facilitators to their state of life between lives and what happens when you exit your body. And it's exactly what you said, that if you, your beliefs will affect what you're going to see mm-hmm. and your guides there, everybody has a guide, a personal guide, and we have a, a system of uh, support when we pass over we have a committee and we have um, almost like a, a group support system of 20 to 30 people. But they, they, they're they trying to reach you and if you have your strong beliefs, they can't get you to see them. They're right there. They are exactly. out of body so that's why people get trapped. But like you said, it's really not, it's nothing to fear because it eventually passes and time is yes. just an illusion of this third dimensional physical reality. But um, some people do get stuck and... And so people like yourself and uh, myself and other people, I can I can access the, the uh, discarnates of people that are mm-hmm. deceased and they're out of body. And uh, I've actually helped some people. That's not my full-time job. I don't volunteer for it. But sometimes, <laughs> you know, out of necessity, they're here and they're they're bugging me. And it's like, okay, let's help you go on. Because otherwise, they're trapped and they, they do, you know, a haunting. They will haunt and uh, scare people. And I sometimes have guests and they... Hot people, so yes. I've had to ha- go on to the other side.
5: In, in fact, I would say that, um, that many people are, they are serving as, you know, assistants in the dream time, and for anyone who is listening, who is particularly sensitive or connected to, to other dimensions and realities, it's quite likely that you're doing retrieval work. I have many dreams where I meet beings... Um, sometimes I become lucid and sometimes I don't, where they tell me how they died. Um, it's often children. I think what happens is the abilities and gifts that we have in our physical dimension are also used in these subtler dimensions too. So if you have the gift of being a teacher, you work with children. I, I love children a lot. They're like my wisest teachers. And, uh, and so I've worked with young children were affected by domestic violence when I was living in the UK. And a lot of my dreams involve children. And um, yeah, so I've had dreams where kids have been in accidents and stuff and I would kind of take them by the hand and, you know, we go somewhere nicer and they might be a little bit upset at first crying and then, you know, they calm down or something like that. Um, there's all mm-hmm. kinds of things like that happening. It, it's pretty mind-blowing. It's amazing how, um, you know, even during sleep, we are all serving each other in some, some shape or some form.
0: Way yeah. cool, you know, even if you're listening now, you can even just imagine that uh, you're going to some appropriate place to uh, meet your guide and let your guide come to you. Uh, it could happen in an instant in any form that, that's uh, right for you and whatever questions in your mind, the guide will give you something to reflect upon or say something or convey a thought.
3: Yes,
5: a lot of it has to do with
4: self-trust. Oh, I'm sorry we're at the end of the show. <laughs> thank, no, you and, uh, thank you so much for being with us <laughs> today, and
0: thank you, thank you, thank you.
2: Radio at freedomslips.com. Any commercial advertising you may hear in this program is of the sole discretion and benefit of the host of whose program you are listening to. Revolution Radio does not endorse any commercial products, nor does it accept monetary compensation for on air advertising of commercial products, nor will it ever. We are and shall remain 100% listener supported. Any product advertising on this program are considered used at higher risk, and Revolution Radio shall not be held liable for any. Any claims or damages received from any product advertised within this program. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps.
3: Moscow's freeze. That's your cerebral cortex looking for an answer it doesn't have. See, even
1: your brain knows you're screwed.
3: It's filling with adrenaline right now. Whether you know it or not, your heart's beating fast. It's getting a little harder to breathe. The neurobiological system is telling it to run. But you knees are too weak to move.
2: Fear is not real. The only place that fear can exist is in our thoughts of the future.
0: It is a product of our imagination, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. That is near insanity. Do not misunderstand me. Danger is very real, but fear is a choice.
2: We are all telling ourselves a story. You're listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. 100% listener-supported radio. Reporting the danger. Unafraid. Right here, where information never sleeps. Revolution Radio.
0: Take a look around, kid. What do you see? Homes being foreclosed. People working two, three jobs just to put food on the table and still drowning in debt. Don't get me wrong. This country was founded on great ideals and principles. They've all been ruined by the banks. Open your eyes to the banks that are robbing you. You know who my favorite president was? Who? Oh, Thomas Jefferson. Because he saw all of this coming and tried to stop it. He fought the banks. JFK too, and they killed him for it. The banking institution is more dangerous than an army, he said.